0: what's up guys hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Ford progress football podcast i'm your host zach party and today we're going to be previewing the rest of the week nine games and then i'll get my reaction to the thursday night football game from last night let's get on into it all right so we're starting things off on a Good notes for my pickups this week. 1-0, picked the Eagles to cover, but the tech, or the Texans to cover, Eagles to win. Exactly what happened. Texans losing 29-17. to But the main story I'm picking away from this game is Vernon freaking Hargrave. What a game. He was out there looking like Aaron Donald. He's definitely been heating up these past few weeks. And to have this type of game on primetime just show off like, how good he has been this season to let everyone know that's very well served from him and this whole defense, like they've been great all year and we're great once again today. Um, it's nice to see everyone get their flowers. I want to shout out Hassan Redick too. I thought he'd be like mid, you know, like not bad, like a solid, like number two type. That's kind of what he's been throughout his career, but he's been great this year. Um, And he had that amazing play in coverage. I want to say on like um, Howard on the little like seam up the, At the goal line, just phenomenal coverage on that play. Um, Yeah, he's been much more than that for this season to go along with the great cornerbacks. And like this this is just one of the most complete defenses you'll ever see. And on offense, they were just unstoppable for most of the game. This Eagles offensive line just blew the Texans off the ball time and time again. Um, Yeah, Hughes definitely won a couple reps against both Tunstall and Howard. Um, And he was great this game, but... Against the run, just the Texans had no answers. And against the past two, they couldn't cover the Eagles receivers, specifically A.J. Brown and Dallas Cotter. Um, Owens, he had a especially rough go at it. He gave up both the passing touchdowns and coverage, and he got trucked by Kenneth Gainwell while he had a defensive lineman wrapped around him like to give up uh, one of the rushing touchdowns. It was not a good game for Owens. And for the Texans, I hope people aren't, still saying mills should get a shot like he's he's just been bad all year um and this may have been his worst game to happen in prime time too that's just especially rough his main thing is his accuracy i think he's just just flat out terrible at times both his picks were just super inaccurate throws one under heavy pressure and the other one he just left far too much inside pierce he was good on the ground game uh, breaking tackles on every carry but it's just tough to win relying on the ground in the NFL. Um, Sure, sometimes you can face a bad defense or you can have like a good passing game to complement your strong run game like the Eagles do. But you can't, like if you can't throw the ball, you can't consistently win. All right, moving on to the game previews. We're gonna start off with the Bills going to the Jets. Bills being 11 and a half point favorites. The Bills are a powerhouse right now, and one of their greatest strengths is pass rush. And as I've mentioned many, many times these past few weeks, Zach Wilson is atrocious under pressure. I like the Jets, I like all the young talent they have both on offense and on defense. And I like the flashes Wilson has shown, but until he shows that he can resist playing hero ball at the whisper of cover or of pressure, um, and instead navigate within this pocket, um, step up, hit a receiver, as they're like breaking on the route work within the structure of the offense and not around it um, at least like show that he's not a complete mess when he's out of structure like this like I I, I don't know if you can look at this offensive line facing this defensive line if, any defensive line but especially this defensive line I don't know how you can look at it and not be a bit worried however I am super excited to see the Jets defense versus the Bills offense They've been one of the best defenses in the league and have a real chance of slowing down Josh Allen. will not be afraid to leave sauce on the island with Diggs. And I think Reed could definitely hold his own against Davis. Um, now the Bills, they're still the Bills. Josh Allen, he's unreal. But I think there is a realistic chance that we look back at this game as one of Allen's worst of the season. I am super torn on the spread, though. Um, I think straight up Bills they're the easy choice. And I was leaning them on the spread, too, because I am just really worried about a Wilson disaster game. But there is a chance that he provides at least an average level play. And I really believe in this. Jets' defense have been amazing. They could keep them in this game, make it relatively low scoring. And I think it's a coin flip on who wins the spread. But I am going to pick the Jets to cover this one. But the Bills to still win it. Then we have the Dolphins at the Bears. Dolphins being four-point favorites. These two teams were pretty active at the trade deadline. However, I think we'll see more results from the Dolphins moves than the Bears. Bradley Chubb is going to come in and, for the most part, just be told, rush the passer, especially early on. Uh, He doesn't have to learn anything super nuanced in his first game. Just pin his ears back, go on third down, second down, obvious passing situations, you know. Um, Going against this Bears offensive line, which is far from the best. And then Wilson, he's going to come in. He's been a top 10 uh, in rushing yards over expected for the season and we'll be running behind one of, or one running against one of the worst run defenses in the league after they just traded away probably their best run defending players in Roquan Smith. And then, and that's just the new guys to the dolphins. Their passing attack has been unstoppable when clicking. And a week ago, I would have felt decent about the bears holding the dolphins to under 30 points and having a relatively good defensive performance. But since then, the Dolphins flexed all over the Lions and the Bears were just torn apart by the Cowboys and then traded away. Rogue One. Um, However, the Bears offense has definitely looked better these past few weeks. Fields has looked great, both through the air and on the ground, and they just traded for Chase Claypool. We'll see how fast he'll get worked in, but hopefully they'll have a few plays drawn up to show off their shiny new toy. If this Bears offensive renaissance can continue, then they can make this a close game. But I've seen too much bad Bears offense to bet on this continuing um so i'm going to pick the dolphins to cover and win then we have vikings at commanders vikings are three-point favorites vikings are on a five-game win streak what might be more shocking is the commanders being on a three-game win streak now either of these teams feel like they should be winning a bunch of games but like i'm also not too shocked that they keep winning you know like they're, they're both just teams that feel like that they could win or lose on any given week and they happen to come up on the right side However, I just trust the Vikings so much more. They have stability at quarterback, which does lead to disappointment, but at least you know what you're going to get in week in and week out. Um, they maybe have the best receiver in the game and then an amazing number two, and now a great tight end to pair up with them. A good O-line. Um, the Commanders defense, they've been largely underwhelming, and despite looking better these past few weeks, I'm not going to put a lot of stock in them showing up and shutting down the Bears, Packers, and Colts. But Taylor Heineke, he's the wild card here. Even within a game, he'll look like a backup one second and then make a huge, amazing throw to Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, the very next play. If we get more of this high end Taylor Heineke and McLaurin has a big day, the commanders could definitely stick around. But honestly, I think the Vikings just have the advantage on talent across the board and in coaching. So I'd be very shocked. If they lost this one, so I'm picking the Vikings to cover and win. Then have the Panthers at the Bengals, Bengals seven and a half point favorites. The Panthers have turned into a surprisingly frisky team. PJ Walker looks like he should have been the starter from day one. DJ Moore is having a revival foreman. Looks like a RB1 behind this young offensive line that has shown a lot of improvement. Their defense is still a huge question, though, giving him 37 points to the Falcons after holding the Bucks to three of the week before. So, like, what are they? Um, we know Burns is a star. He could definitely take advantage of his matchup against the Bengals tackles. And despite giving up a lot of yards through the air to the freaking Falcons last week, Henderson and Jackson combined, their cornerbacks only gave up 80 yards and JC Horn gave up negative one. All these yards are coming up the middle to linebackers and safeties. They've definitely got to do better in coverage of those guys. But this defense definitely has some nice pieces. And the Bengals, they looked rough offensively last week. Um, not having Jamar Chase is hurting them, and we've yet to see the Bengals' offense look good without him. And honestly, it's been so up and down with him anyways. Like it's, the Bengals are just a confusing team to get a grip on. Last week, I bought back into the Bengals after being bearish on them, and then they just folded against the Browns. And it's not helping, especially that Owuzie, Hilton, and Flowers are all not practicing right now. But don't worry, Eli Apple's back. I, I just don't trust the Bengals at all anymore again, like I, I'm going back and forth on them I feel like every single week and Yeah, I, I should look at that I, and I'm and literally just bouncing back and forth between trusting them and not trusting them But with how the Panthers have been looking this these past few weeks I'm shocked the spread is this large and I'm definitely gonna take the Panthers to cover and I'm gonna even take them to win this game outright Then we have the Packers at the Lions. The Packers are three and a half point favorites Um and they're absolutely reeling right now, dropping three straight games and sitting at three and five Never after never losing more than four games under Matt LaFleur. Um, however, I think they least started to find their identity in the second half of last week's game. They really relied on their run game, finishing with over 200 yards, and Rodgers connected with the rookies, Dobbs and Toure for a couple of touchdowns. And then defensively, they were able to get a few turnovers on Allen, Uh, Jair, he played great, and the Lions don't have a top wide receiver for me to complain about Jair not following. Gary had another seven pressures, and they held the Bills to only three points in the second half. And the Lions offense has not been the force it was earlier in the year. In the first half last week, they looked like they got their groove back, scoring 27 points on a good Dolphins defense. However, after that, they were shut out in the second half, and then traded one of their best pass catchers in TJ Hawkinson. Their defense is still a mess this This really just feels like a get right game for the Packers and just typical Packers beat up NFC North opponent week. Um, So I'm going to pick the Packers to cover and win. All right, then we have the Chargers at the Falcons. Chargers being three point favorites. Even after the bye week, the Chargers are still banged up. Allen re aggravated his hamstring over the bye. Uh, Williams still not practicing after leaving the Seahawks game early. But hey, at least Josh Palmer will be back. And they're facing the Falcons with a beat up secondary. So it's going to be a true, like, weakness on weakness matchup. I'm kind of excited to see it. I don't know, in a weird way. Um, but I think the Falcons have a major advantage with this offense facing the Chargers' defense. The Chargers have one of the worst run defenses in the league, despite all their offseason attempts to fix it. And the Falcons have been killing it on the ground. And last week, they showed the ability to win through the air, too. There is always a chance that the Chargers stars take over, like Cleo Mack, Derwin James, or even Herbert offensively. But they're going to need at least like one or two of those guys to have big, big games to beat the current kings of the NFC South, I think. And I don't have faith in this Chargers coaching staff putting their players in position to do so, which sucks. Like I live in San Diego right now, talked to a bunch of Chargers fans during the preseason, and I've like... I agreed with them, like, man, like, Staley looks good. Herbert looks good. I want to like these guys. Like, I'm a Raider fan. I can't like these guys. But, like, I wanted to be a huge fan of them. Probably would be if I was 100% neutral. But he's really soured on me recently. And his inability to maximize the talent on his defense and then Lombardi's conservative play calling when you have this generational talent at quarterback, like, what are you doing, man? I'm going to pick the Falcons to cover and win. Then we have the Colts at the Patriots, Patriots five and a half point favorites. I was pleasantly surprised by Sam Ellinger's performance last week. Was it perfect? Mm, No, far from it. But he showed a lot more than like what I was expecting from a second year six round pick being thrown into a pretty bad situation. I felt like he was really smart with his legs, showing some decent pocket navigation as opposed to someone like Zach Wilson playing hero ball. Like it was, it was nice to see him trying to work within the structure of the offense. However, he is still playing on the Colts. Not much of a structure of the offense there. Jonathan Taylor is going to be out this week. This O-line has been among the league's worst. And their defense has actually been pretty decent. Surrendering under 20 points per game so far this season. But I just don't know if they have the ability to point puts up without Jonathan Taylor especially. And then on the other side of the ball, the Patriots offense has also been a mess. I think it's becoming pretty clear that they're trying to make this offense more complex and harder for defenses to defend when Mac Jones is in versus Bailey Zappi. And it feels like that they're okay with it not being as effective right now early on to be more effective later, you know. But how long is it going to take them to be competent offense? Because you won't have a Zach Wilson throwing you the ball on the other side all game or even like the negated pick six that could have lost them the game and I don't see them figuring things out offensively versus the Colts either but like also the Colts don't have an offense Um, I I think we will end up seeing the Patriots do just enough to cover and win this one was super close for me and actually like Jonathan Taylor was probably the thing that swung it for me like I was like I think they'll the Colts will sneak one out with Jonathan Taylor but I I just don't think that they're going to be able to do anything offensively without the threat of the run game even all right, and then we're gonna to go to the Raiders at the Jags. Raiders are one and a half point favorites. I hate it here. As a Raiders fan, I hate it here. The Raiders have all this talent, but somehow are one of the worst teams in the league. And it's not like the Jags are complete pushovers that could be viewed as like an obvious bounce back game as in years past. They're surrendering less than 20 points per game and haven't lost a game by more than eight points. Jack's defense had a nice week rushing the passer against the Broncos and they'll get a chance again facing the Raiders with their offensive line the way it looked last week especially. Um, combine that with a good run defense and they could really limit this offense once again. But it is it's hard to imagine this offense just being so inept two weeks in a row. Um, Adams, he was sick last week. I I don't know if if that led to Elante Taylor locking him up or not, but he's going to want to bounce back. And against a Jags secondary, that's been pretty suspect. And Jacobs has been a beast all year. He only got 10 carries last week with the Raiders playing from behind. Look for them to try to feed him a bit more. The Jags are going to need to put up some points if they want to beat the Raiders. But this offense has been really struggling. EDN's been heating up recently, which is good, but at the same time, he is a running back, and while I love the Ridley trade, it doesn't help solve the problem this year that Trevor Lawrence doesn't have anyone on the outside to throw to, and Trevor Lawrence, he is making some (laughs) head-scratching plays, things that you don't want to see out of him, specifically in the red zone, where he threw another pick. This offense isn't quite where it wants to be, and I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to get there this year, so I'm going to pick the Raiders to cover and win. Then we have the Seahawks at the Cardinals, Cardinals being two-point favorites. Man, they just stay sleeping on Geno and the Seahawks. This offense has been one of the best in the league, despite what we thought of it coming into the year. They have the fourth-best scoring offense, and their defense has really been coming together with their young secondary actually looking really good. They are going to get challenged, though, against DeAndre Hopkins and these Cardinals. Since coming back, Hopkins has been incredible, stepping right back in as a top wide receiver in the whole league. His offense has looked much better these past two weeks, and while I like the overall direction of the Seahawks defense, I still don't know if they'll be able to get effective pressure on Kyler and disrupt this explosive offense. The Cardinals really just need their defense to limit the Seahawks, which has been a problem so far as the defense ranks 30th in scoring. They've gotten a lot healthier in the secondary, although maybe not because it looks like Baker's on the injury report now, maybe out. But... Even still like reinforcements of Antonio Hamilton and Trayvon Mullen, like that's not exactly anything to be too scared about. And this patch first did have some juice last week, specifically JJ Watt. But with what we know about Watt at this point in his career, I don't know if you can expect that kind of impact week in and week out. I am gonna pick the Seahawks to cover and win. Then we have the Rams at the Bucks, Bucks being three point favorites. And this this game in the preseason versus this game now, they're completely different. Um starting off with the Rams. Their offense is just flat. They can't run the ball behind this offensive line. They will be reportedly getting Akers back. Um, We'll see if he plays this game. And we'll see if he does provide the boost. But honestly, I'm not very optimistic. And then passing, it's been cup or bust. They've been getting Robinson a bit more involved. But still, this defense... like Or defenses have been all over what they're trying to do. With the lack of a run game and ability to get the ball to different receivers. It's just like... McVay is unable to set up the offense that he wants right now. And yeah, it just looks like a mess. For the Bucks, though, they've been just as bad. Tom Brady looks inaccurate. Like he still has his arm strength, but his placement is not up to a standard. He seems to be constantly on different pages with his receivers. And those receivers aren't coming down with the big plays that you would expect Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones to. It doesn't help that they literally don't have a run game. Them and the Rams are the only team with under 500 rushing yards. Um, but at least the Rams, they had a bye week, so like, they, had, they had that excuse. The Bucks have played every game so far, man. They they just can't run the ball. And I, I just really don't want to pick either of these teams. But I do trust the Bucks a bit more on defense. They don't have the star power of the Rams. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey have the ability to just take over the game. But they haven't been doing that as often this year. The Bucks are just the more complete defense. Their secondary looks like it's getting healthier with Winfield being the only one limited in practice, everyone else full. And David, he's good. White's definitely got to step up. He's he's, he's looked pretty bad this year. And although the pass rush could be pretty bad without Barrett, um, they are going against the Rams who have a terrible offensive line as it is. So I think that they still should be able to win that matchup. So I'm going to pick the Bucks to cover and win. Then we have the Titans at the Chiefs, the Chiefs 12 and a half point favorites. The Titans are coming off the backs of another King Henry masterclass, a game where they won handedly despite their rookie quarterback attempting 10 passes. Tannehill is going to be questionable again this week. And even if he can't play, he won't be able to use his mobility in the same extent due to his ankle. Combine that with the lack of receiving threats, they probably are going to want to lean into Henry once again. But the Chiefs run D has been incredible this season. They're third in the league, starting 92 yards per game. Combine that with the Chiefs ability to put a massive amount of points like in the blink of an eye, the Titans may be forced off their script, forced to throw it more to try to play a bit of catch up. The Chiefs pass has been the opposite of the Rundy, though third worst. But I still don't trust these Titans to like, go blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes, with Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook-Akina. I think in a vacuum, the Chiefs are 12 point favor or 12 and a half point favorites. Like that makes sense. But there is just something about the Titans and playing in c- close games. Besides when they were blown out by the Bills, the largest margin of like any game this year has been nine. Vrabel just gets these guys ready and gets this team right there in position to win. And even if they shouldn't be like, or even if they should be like blowing a team out, like the Texans were able to backdoor their way into a one score game. Um, yeah this team is they're just always in every game whether that's good or bad so i'm going to pick the titans to cover and the chiefs to win and then lastly we got the ravens at the saints ravens two and a half point favorites the saints are coming off a dominant outing beating the raiders 24 to nothing however the saints kind of just have these games before last week they were one of the worst defenses in the league surrendering 29 points per game and while I think there is something of momentum and the fact that they've done this once could be a bit of like a get-right game for them. Like last year, when the Chiefs faced the Raiders and blew them out and suddenly they were the best offense again. Um, I don't know if I have the confidence in this team, though, the same way I would have the confidence in this the Chiefs. Especially going against Lamar Jackson with this defense. Um, the, he's been on a tear. He deserves the bag, every bit of it. And Despite going to a bunch of subpar receivers, he's putting up MVP caliber performance. Even without Andrews last week, they just plugged in likely and made it work. Throwing to Demarcus Robinson when Bateman went down. He deserves to be in the MVP conversation right now and could tear apart the Saints defense. And the Saints have just been really up and down with their ability to put up points. Thomas is officially on IR out for the season. And with Dalton as your quarterback, you need all the weapons you can get. He's like a good distributor but he's not really like an elevator, you know? Um, Like this, and then this Ravens defense has looked much better these past few weeks. I really like the secondary. Definitely wish you still had Marcus Williams back there. He's still out with injury, but Geno Stone has actually filled in really nicely. Um, You just added Roquan Smith to go next to Queen, who's quietly had some of his best couple of weeks. And this pass rush can just hit you from every which way. So I'm going to pick the Ravens to cover and win. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode if you liked like to um leave a like on youtube subscribe for the next one comment below what are some of your picks for this week and did you get the Thursday night pick correct and if you're on apple spotify wherever else you might be finding this leave a five-star review go tell your friends help spread the word uh follow me on tiktok too i'm starting to put little breakdowns of just like little things that i'm seeing while i'm watching the game just doing some like little live reactions to it before i go like deep into the podcast and yeah see you all next time